of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Canvas Lang, which is of course the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Michael Donnelly. A warm welcome to his children who are here today, a welcome also to their spouses, a welcome also to the grandchildren and the step-grandchildren as well who are here with us. Unfortunately, Debbie can't be here uh, with us today because she's in hospital, but she sends her good wishes and her prayers on this occasion. Welcome to all family and friends who are here with us. Um, today we're here for this funeral uh, of Michael, and uh, as we know, he was a very good man in every sense, greatly loved by the family and by his friends uh, too, and will be missed now and in the future too. Today we've come to recognise in this church how blessed we are in life itself in so many different ways, especially in our family and friends. We are blessed in so many ways by these people that are in our life. 
With our sadness uh, today, uh, then there's also joy too in remembering uh, Michael's life, the person that he was, and the many good things that he's done in his life too. Our faith, we believe, is a light in darkness, and it lights up the darkness of this moment. We're not alone, we're never alone, for God is always with us in the journey, in the beginning, throughout, and at the end of our life too. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Michael, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. First reading is a reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. They're going like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope is rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like a gold in the furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. Lord of our Lord. Oh, oh, oh. 
reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on the earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home, not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence, then, when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, giving as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what we deserve for the things we did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. With the coming of evening, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him, just as he was in the boat. And there were other boats with him. Then it began to blow a gale, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that it was almost swamped. But he was in the stern, his head in the cushion, asleep. They woke him and said to him, Master, do you not care? We are going down. And he woke up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet now, be calm. And the wind dropped, and all was calm again. Then he said to them, Why are you so frightened? How is it that you have no faith? And they were filled with awe and said to one another, Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. When some of you were here for Ellen's funeral two years ago, you will remember that I began by reflecting on the fact that it seemed no coincidence that Ellen's death should take place in what was a mighty storm, which itself was called Ellen, which was forecast. It seemed appropriate to me somehow that the storm should be called Ellen and how it should coincide with the day of her funeral. For wherever Ellen went, there was a whirlwind that would follow her. A storm would be brewing. High winds would be forecast. Hold on to your hat. Anything could happen. Ellen's here. I couldn't help noticing that at the time of Michael's death, another storm was raging, this time called Ian. As it turned out, it was a mightier storm even greater than the storm that came uh, with Helen's death. I couldn't help thinking that Ellen would be done too pleased, that Michael's storm was bigger and stronger than hers, talked about more than hers. I couldn't help that she would be none too pleased that the quiet man had somehow gazumped her. In another sense, it seems strange to me that Michael himself should leave us in a storm, for in many senses he was the opposite of that, a most placid man, gentle in his ways, gentle in his manner, gentle in his dispositions. Calm waters would be more the order of the day for him, I think. Today at Mass, we also hear of a storm that gets up in the boat that Jesus is in, The storm is violent, and the apostles believe that the boat is about to be overturned and that they will lose their lives. Meanwhile, Jesus himself is fast asleep in the boat. How can he be asleep in such dangers, they wonder? And in a moment he rises, calms the wind and the waves, and wonders why they have no faith. In life, as you know, there are many storms. And in life, 
as you will know yourself, there are many occasions in which we feel that we will be upended and sink beneath the waves. There are plenty of times in which we feel that we are in great danger. And sometimes we think too that Jesus sleeps, that he's forgot about us. But there is a moment, isn't there, when we feel his presence, that he stills the winds, calms the waves and rescues us. In those moments, sometimes we're aware of our lack of faith, but also in those moments we are aware that there is something greater guiding us, something mightier than us protecting us, something that makes us sure that we won't sink beneath the waves. Even though we might be buffeted by the winds, even the times when it feels as if we are sinking and lost, There are moments in our life when we are aware that the Lord arises, stills the storm, and guides us to safe waters. That image of Christ today in the gospel in the boat is a most powerful one. He's not outside the boat. He's not on the seashore. He's with us in the storm, tossed side to side with us. He has come to be in our lives with all these uncertainties to calm the storm and save us from drowning. God is with us in the journey, in the beginning and the end, in the moments which are low moments, in the moments which are high moments. He guides us in the end to the place where he wishes us to be. All of us pray for a kind of a strong faith in our daily lives. I just want to reflect with you a wee bit on Michael's life and to give you some kind of details about his life uh, by way of reflection today. He was born on the 31st of August, 1944. He was the only child of Mary and Joseph Donnelly. How could you go wrong with parents called Mary and Joseph? He was greatly loved by his parents. His mother, I believe, used to warm his slippers by the fire. He grew up in Glenburn Avenue uh, before moving to Westburn. As a youngster, he loved the company of his extended family's cousins. He attended uh, St Bride's uh, Primary School and Our Lady's High School. He was a very smart youngster, but didn't settle into the high school and returned to St Bride's. He was an accomplished footballer and captained the school team and was even looked at by a Celtic uh, a kind of coach but confessed to having had a bad day that day and was never picked. His dream ended very quickly. His passion though for Celtic Football Club never ended and he supported them all his days in good times and bad. He was even in Lisbon to see them winning the European Cup and he would reminisce in this in years to come about the trip and the family themselves probably were very tired of hearing all of those stories, but referred to him as the Lisbon Lion. He was a child of his age, growing up in the 1960s. He liked music and could be seen with a guitar, which he could never play. But he could be persuaded to sing a song very often at parties. I believed he loved Del Shannon and would like to have sung Run Away but couldn't, and of course had to settle in something called, believe it or not, Swiss made, whatever that might be. 
You met and married uh, Ellen, of course, and they were to have uh, a long marriage, uh, some 50 years. And of course, in marrying Ellen, he married into a large tribe of people, which he enjoyed. And of course, uh, as time went by, he had uh, children, his own children, uh, and uh, Paul and Anthony and Michelle, and of course, Natalie came along at the end. How could we forget Natalie? Spent most of their life in Glasgow Road and made great friendships uh, with neighbours and the families going up in that area. His working life, he was a joiner, took great pride in his work, worked all over, all over Glasgow and Lanarkshire and worked uh, for the Strathclyde region. He had hobbies and interests, golf and dart and quizzes, and of course football. He had a great general knowledge in quizzes. Also liked to set the questions and organise the quiz nights as well. And we were invited to him in the parish for the many times that he helped us in charity occasions with quiz nights. He was a great support to myself in the parish on many occasions, organising charity events, helping in a small breakfast club that we had at the time. His faith in the parish itself meant a lot to him. And he was proud that Michelle had become a Catholic teacher and he was proud too that he was able to visit places like Lourdes and Knock. As time went on, he was delighted to see the family married, their spouses and the grandchildren arrive too. And he took great pleasure in seeing these youngsters grow up and do well. As you will know yourself, everyone had a great word to say about Michael Donnelly. He was a very kind and gentle man in so many ways. He was a good person to be around. He had a good sense of humour and was always friendly. The last years of his life were beset with illness and he was never out too much and people missed him very much. I think most of all the family themselves would like me to say this, how much loved he has been and how much they will miss him now and in the years to come. We are conscious, aren't we, that God has us in the palm of our hands, his hands, our life, our death, everything that we are, and nothing can separate us from his love. Michael's, love has, Michael's life has come to an end but we believe that he is in God's hands. May God protect him. May God bless him. May God give him peace. You may come to the offertory of today's Mass. I ask you to join in the offertory hymn. We now join in singing our offertory hymn, As I Kneel Before You.
say, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt you, your son, to be a loving saviour, may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before you without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together as Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Michael, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who are pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live in vain for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. for communion but if you feel unable to come forward for communion and if you feel it's like a blessing then just to put your hand on your breast here uh, if you don't want to receive communion or a blessing then just to remain seated we now join in singing our communion hymn guardian angel Tenderly guide me, for I am thy. 
We now join in singing Sweetheart of Jesus. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear brother Michael may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. See 
Please join in singing our final hymn, I Watch the Sunrise. Follow 
I feel it.